0: Well, how was your Thanksgiving? See, most, yeah. Uh, we see we've woken from our food comas. The tryptophan. I'm a fan of tryptophan. Um, there was a, a study done some years ago, uh, with medical doctors, mental health professionals that measured, uh, with a group of people measured their state of health in general just did a general physical uh medical checkup and then also kind of got a gauge on where their mental and emotional health was and in particular looking for uh indicators of stress um and their sense of wellness um their overall attitude but also their physical health and then instead of being given a pill um they were instructed to do one thing once a week. They were instructed to write down five things that they were thankful for. As simple as... Um glad that I'm alive and not dead um, as simple as you know I'm glad taxes aren't due today just like whatever they were instructed to regardless of how simple write down five things that they were thankful for and you know suggested to share one with another person but just once a week and they were prescribed to do this for 10 weeks at the end of the 10 weeks they were, again, examined by medical doctors and mental health professionals to gauge their physical health and their mental well-being, their stress level, um, their overall attitude, where, where was their level of positivity, etc.? The amazing thing was that everyone who engaged in the exercise of once a week writing down five things that they were thankful for Every person was healthier in their physical body. Their physical health changed and their mental health changed. In fact, their whole being, their whole person, their outlook on life, what they expected in the coming year, everything changed for the better. This was not a Christian thing, spiritual thing. This is a observable scientific thing. Isn't that something? I thought it was something," So Pastor Ben. "You're a weekend too late." Well, we've been doing this 40-day worship challenge. I've been giving you, a, uh, giving everybody, a copy of the book. And if you if you didn't get one, feel free to get one today. Uh, but the the part of the book that's a story of uh, a couple of our personal friends who saw unbelievable, scientifically documented breakthrough in the area of anxiety. Started with the simple practice of giving the first 15 minutes of their day or the best of their 15 minutes at least of their energy to focus on God, to be alone with God, even as something as simple as listening to worship music. And last week we talked a little bit about the practice of meditating on the scripture. Meditation, which is actually a, the most ancient practice of meditation is from Yahweh worshipers, and they were instructed by God to meditate. So breathing, resting in a simple focus on a single word or a single phrase or the goodness of God or the love of God. And so we're going to do a little bit of a meditation exercise today, but of meditating on a particular phrase of scripture. And so don't run for the door just quite yet. Um, Hang in there with me for a moment. But I want to maybe more than anything excite you, intrigue you in the practice of how your life might be changed. Your physical health, your spiritual health, your mental health might be changed for the better with this practice of meditating on something simple like God's faithful love. So if you take notes, our title today is Faithful Love. And in particular, what I want to do is I want to look at Psalm 136. And here's the basic idea for the day. God's faithful love endures forever. God's faithful love endures forever. Psalm 136 in your Bible starts with a very simple verse. The New Living Translation renders it this way. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever and I like the fact that the new living kept it really simple because the Hebrew in that first line is beautiful and I've just become fascinated with it I just love it the Hebrew goes like this yada yahweh ki tobe ki chesed olam yada yahweh ki tobe ki chesed. Olam, Yada is that give thanks word. It's a praise word, and the funny thing about it, and the kids probably snickered a little bit when they would sing this song in their church because it means throw your praise at the person. It's a word picture of throwing, so it's literally like throw it, God, praise. I, I was a little tickled by that. <laughs> Thank God, He deserves your praise. Yada, throw it. It's a praise. Throw your praise word, Yahweh, our creator God word. We talk about a lot, Yahweh, I am, God who always has been, God who always will be, God our creator, God our redeemer. Yada Yahweh, ki tobe, you are good, ki. And here's our theme for the day, chesed olam. Chesed olam. Now, the chesed is the main thing we're kind of focusing on. Kisset is that loving kindness, which is a King James rendering of that, And, and maybe the most faithful rendering of the Hebrew to the English, just to geek out on that for a second, but loving kindness doesn't really mean a whole lot in our culture today. So it's a loving kindness, it's a mercy, it's faithful, steadfast love. That's that olam part, the forever part of the word, the phrase, goodness. Loyalty, it's even in this in the grammar in this setting, it's a kind of love, it's a description of an attribute of love. I want us today, I'm inviting us today to meditate on the truth that God's love for you is forever. Just quiet your mind for a moment. Quiet our conversations. God's love for you is forever. It's forever. That forever word, at olam there is in the way way back way before you existed. Way before your problems began. Way before the brokenness, before the disease, before the challenge, before the circumstance, before the betrayal, before whatever it is that has brought brokenness inside you or in your life. In the way, way back, God's love for you was way back then. God's love for you is in the eternal, transcending, chronological time in the spiritual dimension which goes beyond what you experience today. God's love for you is forever in the present and God's love for you is forever in the future. Yahweh, yadah Yahweh, ki Tobeh ki kesed olam. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Now I want to read from the psalm today, Psalm 136. I'm just going to go right there. And just feel free to meditate today. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of God's. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Give thanks to Him who alone does mighty miracles. His love endures forever. Give thanks to Him who made the heavens skillfully. His love endures forever. Give thanks to Him who placed the earth among the waters. His love endures forever. Give thanks to Him who made the heavenly lights. His love endures forever. Give, uh, this, uh who made the heavenly lights. Give thanks to Him. The, the sun to rule the day. His love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His love endures forever. Sometimes you have to get out of the city to the, to see the night sky, to consider God's Great grace and what it means and I like the phrase here, God alone who does mighty miracles. Andrew Bonner wrote this, as the Nile from Nubia to the Mediterranean rolls on one thousand three hundred miles in solitary grandeur, receiving not one tributary but itself alone dispensing fertility and fatness wherever it comes, so our God alone does wonders, no prompter, no helper, spontaneously he goes forth to work, and all alone he works is worthy of God, then no we have no need of any other. We are independent of all others. All our springs are in Him. The phrase, the moon and stars to rule the night, from Psalm 136, the following description of Homer, translated into English, verse by Pope has been esteemed as one of the finest night pieces in poetry. Behold the moon, refulgent lamp of night, o'er heavens clear, azure spreads her sacred light. When not a breath disturbs the deep serene, And not a cloud o'ercast the solemn scene. Around her throne the vivid planets roll, And stars unnumbered gild the glowing pole, O'er the dark trees a yellower verdure shed, And tip with silver every mountain's head, then shine the veils, and The rocks in prospects rise. A flood of glory burst from all the skies. The conscious swains, rejoicing in the sight. I, the blue vault, and bless the useful night. So regardless of what we think or feel, what we believe, what questions we have, the night sky is a witness to us that God's love endures forever. When Napoleon, the first consul, crossed the Mediterranean on his Egyptian expedition, he carried with him a cohort of savants, who ultimately did good service in many ways. Among them, however, as might be expected at that area, were not a few philosophers of the Voltaire Diderot school. Napoleon, for his own instruction and amusement on shipboard, encouraged disputation among these gentlemen, and on one occasion they undertook to show, and according to their own account did demonstrate by infallible logic and metaphysic that there is no God. Bonaparte, who hated all ideologists, abstract reasoners, and logical demonstrators, no matter what they were demonstrating, would not fence with these subtle dialecticians, but had them immediately on deck and pointing to the stars in the clear sky, replied by way of counter-argument, very good, messieurs, but who made all of these? I love the phrase in this psalm, the God who gives food to all things. You know, one of the things we do is I go and break up the ice in the bird bath in the back to make sure the birds have some water. And then I'm thinking, maybe God has done that. Edward Taylor, better known as Father Taylor, the sailor preacher of Boston, on the Sunday before he was to set sail to Europe, he was entreating the Lord to care well for his church during his absence. And all at once he stopped and said, what have I done? Distrust the providence of heaven? A God that gives a whale a ton of herrings for a breakfast? Will he not care for my children? And then went on closing his prayer in a more confiding strain. This song responds to who God has described himself to be. Really important for us to get a glimpse of this. It's kind of like behind the music or whatever it was that you were streaming over the the holiday, when they have that, you know, interview with a person that actually knows what really happened. Or the person in question gets to actually speak for themselves as to what they're really like. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 6. In the context of reluctantly giving them 10 commandments, this is how God described himself in Exodus 20 and verse 6. I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments this is where god himself in describing himself said has olam god used that word to describe himself and then what happened they messed up and then you know moses kind of got ticked off and he broke the 10 the tablets and you know there was it was a nasty scene and God has to reveal himself and God comes down and reveals himself to Moses and in, in, in a voice in such a way where Moses could hear the words of God in his very ear. He heard God describe himself with this word again. Exodus chapter 34 verses six or seven. Then the Lord passed in front of Moses calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with Unfailing love, Chesed Olam, and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. That's God describing Himself. What happens? Let's go a little bit further. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 10. the same as that's a repeat of exodus chapter 20 let's go uh, forward to second chronicles chapter 7 now what has happened is solomon has built the temple after god's instruction the presence of the living god fills the temple In such a way that the people there are physically overwhelmed by the manifest presence of God. There's people that are supposed to lead prayer and supposed to lead singing and supposed to play instruments and they can't. Because the manifest presence of God is overwhelming. When Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the offerings and sacrifices, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glorious presence of the Lord filled it. When all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of God filling the temple, they fell down, face down on the ground and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, he is good, his faithful love endures forever. Regardless of the exact origin of Psalm 136, it'd be a Moses, it be a David. This was, this chesed olam, the faithful love of God that is forever. God's love for us is forever was a part of the language in which how God described himself to them and how they came to understand God to be. And when they were overwhelmed, when they were speechless, when there was nothing else to say, it is how they responded. You are good. Yahweh. Yada Yahweh. Ki tobey. Ki has said olam. The Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. Forever. God's love is in your past. It predates you. And the problems of this world. God, our creator, is prepared. God has provided for us. God created us by design with faithful love. God's forever love is in our present. It's with us now, whether we see it or not. Nothing is too hard or too complicated for God's faithful love. God is not now overwhelmed by our present. God has a plan, a hope, and a future. God's love is looking to your future in His faithful love. Namely, ultimately, the return of Jesus and our hope of heaven. Nothing can be so bad today to dim the glory of the hope of heaven. God's faithful love endures forever, and hear this, it will outlast your problems. God's faithful love will outlast your problems." It will be longer. It will go beyond. It will be whatever the challenge you're facing today, whatever your circumstance, whatever the character flaw, whatever it is about yourself that pains you, whatever that is causing you to live in shame needlessly, whatever it is, whatever, if it is you're mourning the loss of a loved one, this past week I was reminded of it's been a year since Ronald Brooks went to be in heaven and yeah, I still feel that, or whether it's a financial challenge that we're facing that we don't know how how we're going to get out of whatever it is we are facing God's forever love will outlast it some of us on the Thanksgiving holiday cook turkey some of us don't whatever some of us who who make turkey whether it's deep fried or whatever, get out the the wishbone and have a tradition of siblings holding either end of the wishbone. And when it breaks, whichever sibling has the bigger piece gets their wish or doesn't have to do dishes or if it's a Festivus tradition, doesn't have to go through the airing of grievances as a target. I don't know, whatever it is, right? But sometimes breaking and getting the larger piece of the wishbone is about outlasting your sibling. God's forever love for you will outlast Whatever you are facing. That's good. That's good. Let's go back to Psalm 136. I want to pick it up. You see, specific recalling of things that God did for the nation of Israel, then picking up in verse 12. He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm, his faithful love endures forever. I'm going to drop down to verse 23. He remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every living thing. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. Bringing us back to verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. We need to remember that the same God who gave a whale a herring breakfast can take care of us. The same God who rescued the Israelites with His faithful love from the Egyptians can rescue you. The same God who forgave the sin of David, murder and adultery can forgive you. The same God who raised Jesus from the dead can bring resurrection life to you. God's faithful love for you is forever. So what should we do? Well, I recommend that you memorize at least the first verse of Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Then if you memorize it, it's easier for you to do number two there, which is allow God to speak to us through it meditate on it consider it, reflect it I don't want to be gross but you know cows chew their cud right and they've got multiple stomachs, they've got that whole thing going if you've had a really good meal, you don't eat it fast right, Thanksgiving is my favorite meal of the year I love stuffing, turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. That's, I know, some of you think I'm strange. It's good in my family, what can I say? You got my, my granny's recipe for rolls, it's really good. Apple pie, pumpkin pie, it's really good. When you have a really good meal, when you're young, maybe you eat it really fast, right? Because then later there will be the feats of strength. As you grow in life, you learn to savor things, right? You learn, you learn to savor things. If you memorize this verse, you can savor this verse. You can meditate on it anywhere that you are. If you memorize it, no matter where you are, you're taking the bus, if you are changing a diaper, if you are going to work, going to school, wherever you are, you can meditate, you can chew the cud. Listen, if it's good, it's going to be life-giving to you. Hello? I've never seen a cow chewing the cud of a McDonald's apple pie. But it might on my wife's apple pie. If it's good, it's worth savoring. It's worth pulling the juice out of. It's worth drawing the nutrients out of. It's worth taking life from. We just watched this documentary yesterday about koala, and a koala baby... Nursing inside the pouch and it's kind of crazy koala babies are born and then they climb up their mother's fur into the pouch and then they they're there for like more than four months in the pouch and the amazing thing about it is that they prefer eucalyptus leaves right in their diet but the eucalyptus leaves are a part of what makes them slow as sloths and what makes them like so like chilled out and they don't hardly do anything and the reality is that Medically, biologically speaking, the eucalyptus leaves don't give them much in the way of nutrients. When they're babies, they're like all excited and full of life and they can move quicker because their mother's milk is the most nutritious thing they will ever get in their lives. This is the most nutritious thing you will ever get in your life. And you're here to enjoy it, to celebrate it, so you get it. I love that about you. Memorize Psalm 136.1 at least. Allow God to speak to you. Set aside time this week. Push out other activities so that you can be alone with it. Just breathe and repeat it over and over and over. Let it speak to you. Let God speak to you through it. I guarantee you that if you will let God's love be the force that impacts you the most in this life, your stress level will go down, your physical health will improve, your outlook on life will be more positive, and you will be in a better place. In years past, we did a whole series using the analogy of flight called lift. We talked about in the science of flight that an airplane can be engineered in such a way so that the airflow coming over provides lift. You are designed to position yourself so that God's love for you affects you more than anything else. Sin and brokenness and hurt and things in this world break us and twist us so that we are more down, downward focused so that other things affect us more and push us down. We need to have a change in the flight world attitude, our angle, our position. We need to angle up so that God's love has a chance to affect us more than any other force in our lives. You just meditate on Psalm 136. Then give thanks. And you talked about the analogy of the experiment. You can do that this week. You can do it today. Write down five things that you're thankful for today. I'm thankful for life. Thankful for friends. Thankful for family. Thankful, right? Write a list of five things that you're thankful for. Share one of those things with someone else. Hey, you know what? I'm really thankful for you. I'm really thankful that yesterday when I didn't take out the trash, didn't do the dishes, you didn't slap me. I'm really thankful for you. Like Share one thing that you're thankful for with somebody else. Do it once a week over the next 10 weeks. Give thanks. Give God thanks. He deserves it. Number four you see on the screen, allow God to change our perspective. And we we have given an example today by meditating on Psalm 136, how we can do that. Allow God to change your perspective. If we crowd our lives with too many other voices, we're not giving God a chance with our spirit. We are, we have so many opportunities for so many other things. I mean, some of you know I'm a podcast fiend. Like I listen to podcasts, I'm going to sleep, I'm doing chores, I'm doing what, like, i to have something streaming while you're doing something else. Like, at some point it's time to just shut out all the other voices. And give God a chance to be what affects you most. Chris, you want to come and just play some we close in prayer today? I just want to close in prayer. And just come back to that first verse. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Lord, we just ask that You would forgive us for where we have allowed other things to crowd out Your voice. Lord, forgive us for desiring anything more than you, for letting anything take the place of you in our hearts. God, we ask that you would forgive us for not meditating on your word, on your truth, on the goodness of who you are, on the goodness of your love. Forgive us for that, Lord, we ask. And it's not easy. I'm so thankful that the Lord Jesus is Next to the Father interceding for us and can describe what the human life is like. Lord, it's not easy. It's so, we are bombarded with other voices and other effects and other influences and, but we're asking that you would break through those other voices, that you would help us to trust you. Help us to let go of pain, of hurt, of the need to control. Help us to come to You honestly, passionately, wholeheartedly to receive Your love. Lord, today we choose to believe that Your faithful love for us is forever. God, today we choose to believe that it will outlast whatever it is that we are facing. We choose to believe that your faithful love is more powerful than our own ability, more powerful than opposition, more powerful than hurt. God, we thank you for who you are, for all that you have done today. Bring us strength, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.